We're anticipating about 200 pastors uh, will be coming along to this conference. And what an opportunity to impact um, churches and pastors with the, the message of New Zealand and beyond, that there is a nation to be reached, there are nations to be impacted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, you know, with their help, we can fulfill this mandate. Church Unlimited, we can't reach this nation on our own. We all understand that. You know, that's why we've got to get so many other churches, pastors, leaders on board. That's why we have uh, New Zealand Beyond. It is a massive vision to reach. How many of you actually believe New Zealand can be reached? Yeah, about a quarter of us. Okay. But uh, we need a ch- Well, you know, with the 10 spies, only two thought it could be done. Uh, so it's not surprised that a lot of you don't think it can be done. But I believe it can be done. Not only do I believe it can be done, I believe it will be done. It's another level, isn't it? Just, this is not wishful thinking. It's a mandate on our church. We have a massive vision, but we also have a massive God who's well able to do it. And so this is a commission that we've got from heaven and we need to fulfill it. Now, with the record registrations, we're really still trying to work out what we're going to do with the nights. Because if everyone who's registered turns up, we are full, all right? So, um, but normally not everyone turns up. So it's really hard to know. So the nights will cost. Uh, there will be a price tag. We'll let you know next Sunday exactly what's going on. There will be, uh, but we'll let you know that. Um, so we'll give you more information next Sunday of how this nights might work. The days are probably, you know, going to be okay. Hopefully, unless everyone turns up, then they won't be okay. But uh, that you should be able to get in on the uh, Friday during the day, Saturday during the day. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. We'll let you know next Sunday exactly what's happening. The registration is just continuing to flood in. It is acceleration of expansion. We're tracking 700 registrations ahead of last year. 700. It, it is unbelievable, really. It's an acceleration. Well, we shouldn't be surprised. God said acceleration of expansion. Probably we just need to believe it. <clears throat> so, you know, the excitement level is almost at breaking point right now. The anticipation, the expectancy is just enormous. And uh, so we've already got a tentative booking now for next year at Waitakere Stadium. But we'll know by the end of this conference whether to nail that booking, because you've got to give about a $20,000 deposit or something like that. It's expensive to go. They've pushed the cost of the conference up by $60,000, $70,000. So it's going to be a big step moving forward. Uh, but it's all very, very exciting. And, you know, it's a new era. So one thing you can be sure of is this conference, it will be different to every other conference. It will be a new era conference. And I'm really believing that there's, uh, God's going to uh, cause a shift in the spirit, that he's going he's to shift New Zealand beyond to a, another place, but also he'll shift Church Unlimited to another place, and also he'll shift those who come to another place. In fact, you know, prophetically over my life, it's been prophesied numbers of times that as I minister, there is an anointing to shift, you know, shift people, uh, shift churches, shift people into a, a better place than where they are at now. And so we're going to really expect that go to a, another whole tempo at New Zealand and beyond this year. If by chance there's anyone here who's not yet registered, 
come on, get registered so you don't have to fight for the nights, you don't have to fight for the days, you can get in, don't miss this incredible thing that God's going to do because you will hear afterwards, man, you missed an outbreak. I mean, you're going to hear that. So when you hear it, just say, no, no, no worries. I was there. I, I received it. I was a part of it. So can I encourage you to, to sign up? The whole family's coming from Kaitaia, from Whangarei, from the city. Hundreds are coming uh, from uh, across our campuses. And uh, so we'd love every one of you to join us in this amazing journey of the new era of conquest. One thing I'm still looking for, praying for, is for another hundred young people to sign up uh, for this year's conference. Uh, we, we, they're coming in, bit by bit they're coming in. In fact, you know, we had a prayer meeting Thursday night, um, uh, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Do you know at that prayer meeting, another 18 people registered for conference at the prayer meeting? It was just amazing. We, I said, church, you pray for registrations and people are going to go out and register. And I thought we might get four or five. And amazingly, when we prayed, God moved. Is there a connection? Pray, God moved. Maybe there's something in that. Anyway, you can think about that, all right? Um, so if you have a young person in your family that's maybe 13 and over, um, there are some coming who are 12 and 11, I think. But if you've got someone 13 and over or even less, uh, why don't you just sign them up today and then bring them along. Uh, it will change their lives and it may save you some heartache down the road. You get them in God's presence. How many young people get changed when they're in an atmosphere of, a, of extended meetings over two or three? That's why youth camps are so powerful. They just change lives. This conference will change lives. And you know, you're bringing them under the sound of, I mean, world-class speakers. You know, for a few dollars, it, gosh, well, why would you not get your kids there? I, I, so can I encourage you to do that? If you're young here this morning, please sign up and uh, let's see what God will do during conference. As you heard next Sunday, well, finally, after four years of trying, Mike Pivalacci, the man, will be here himself in person. 9, 10, 11, and 6 p. It will be a breakout Sunday. He, apparently they say, and I'm not... I've seen him minister, but they say that he can really get the spirit to, to work in meetings. So we'll wait and see what happens. Hey, we're into uh, day six of 10 days of prayer and fasting. I trust that you're bearing up, and I hope I don't see anyone eating a pie or a, or a sausage roll during the service, all right? So, uh, okay. So let's, let's have our side. Let's show you what's happened for our prayer and fasting. Here we go. So 760 forms came, and that's more than we've ever had before. That's why it's a new era, isn't it? People are buying into this. So, you know, at least about a fifth of our adults have signed up for this, which is, which is great. Total days of fasting, 3,347. And today there are 297 people, I think, roughly, 295 people fasting today. I trust that you may be one of those. All right, but most days, 300, 350. It's an average of about 330 people praying and fasting every day for 10 days. I'm telling you, God will hear those prayers and something amazing will take place in your life and in my life. I've been fasting and praying and I tell you, you know, I've been encountering God. It's just been a, days of well, not every day, but like heaven on earth. 
And just I'm thinking, God, you are so, so wonderful. You know, you can't pray and fast and God not do something in your life. So this Thursday, we've got another, we had a great turnout, maybe 300 people turned up over the six to eight or more than that of praying. It was a powerful meeting, a great, so come along this Thursday, pray for your personal breakthrough, pray for New Zealand and beyond, and uh, it will be uh, great uh, to do that. You know, with uh, 3,000 days of prayer and fasting, there's only one thing we can do tonight, and that's an hour of breakthrough, supernatural, Holy Ghost power as we push into God. And we're going to take time tonight, if you've been praying and fasting, don't miss this, we're going to go after your personal breakthrough in your relationships, in your marriage, your family, your finances, you know, in your health, uh, in addictions, any other area you may struggle in your job, we're going to go after a breakthrough. It is an era of breakthrough. Believe me, it's an era of breakthrough. God's ready to break through for you, but as you're going to hear this morning, you, you do need to step into God and push for it. So then we're going to pray for heaven, and be, uh, heaven to come down on New Zealand and beyond. We're going to pray for all volunteers, all right? So volunteers, let me, get, let me give you a minute or two on this. Volunteers are a huge, massive key to the success of New Zealand and beyond. We get so much feedback about our warm, friendly, hospitable, kind, caring, helpful um, volunteers and and, uh, you know, we even asked or contacted a pastor recently, said, look, you know, how do you find anything more we can do? It's almost like, look, there's nothing more you can do. It is a great, you know, we probably would run one of the best conferences in the country and uh, because of you and the hospitality. But we really want to take that to another level, a higher level of excellence. And so we want to pray for every volunteer. There's, I don't know, two to 300 of you. I'm not sure how many exactly uh, for the conference that, you know, God's anointing will be on you so that our conference will just run it uh, just exceptionally well this year. No hiccups, no criticism, no complaints. And uh, also, we do choir, if you, choir, all the whole choir, 95. Uh, we need to pray for you tonight. We need to pray. If you're in the choir, we've got to get our hands on you because 40-odd on this side and 40-odd on this side, this choir has the potential to have massive impact on New Zealand and beyond. But the key is not singing. The key is the anointing of the Spirit of God on your singing. Hey, anyone can sing. I can sing. You can sing. We can all sing. But to bring the mighty presence of God, to bring breakthrough anointing, to bring heaven to earth, takes the Spirit of God to be upon all of us. So if you're a singer, you're in the choir, you're a musician, we, you, you, I'm almost tempted to say, if you don't come, you can't sing, all right? We've got to get our hands on you tonight and pray for you because it's so, the, the, it could, the, our, our music side of things this year could make a massive difference to our conference. All right. Okay. Hey, look, I've got one more slide that I want to just show you before I get to the Word of God, and that's my social media side. Have you got that for us there? Okay. All right. So if you've got your, this is the only time ever that you're allowed to get your phone out right now. You got your phone? I want you to follow me on Twitter at Tarkbana. Do it right now. On Instagram at Tarkbana and Facebook. You got to go to. They haven't got it there, but you have to go to um, Running with Fire with Tarkbana. All right, Running. So I'm going to stop the service for five minutes while everyone signs up. (laughs) Come on, let's do it, church. Anyone's got a phone? Do it now. Why am I saying this? Look, 
The more they sign up, the more we advertise the message of New Zealand and beyond and Church Unlimited to our nation and the nations of the world. I mean, it goes, my Running a Fire website goes, goes global, you know, goes to probably 50, 60 nations, 70, 100 nations, I don't know, it goes all over the world. It is phenomenal. So look, they're all right, here we go, they're coming through now. People are signing up right now. This is beautiful. Keep going. Keep going. Keep signing up. Oh, there's another one. Fantastic. There's one, two, three, four. Come on, I'm, wait, I'm going to wait for 50. There's another one, five. I'm going to wait for 50, and then, I, then you'll get the message. <laughs> Don't forget, running with fire with Tarkbana and at Tarkbana Twitter as well, all right? Okay, there's another one just come through. Yeah, keep going. There's a front row. Where's all the phones here? <laughs> listen. Can you listen for a moment? Seriously. The future of the world is social media. It's a few, if you don't get into this, you will get left behind and you'll be relating to an, an audience that no longer exists. And the churches now that are starting to move forward rapidly have got their entire congregations on a social media. At least be on one of those, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, because we're gonna slowly get rid of all paper in this church and the way you're going to find out what's happening is being on fake, getting on Facebook or, or, or the social media way. So please, you know, let, let's not be left behind as a church in the whole area of social media. I have a passion for this now, not because I, oh, look, look, they're still coming through. This is, oh, man, this is, yeah, there we go. Look, there's more. There's another one. There's another one. There, oh, great. Actually, some of you I can see here, you haven't yet come up there. I'm waiting for you. I'm looking at you right now. All right. Okay, that's probably about five minutes, but please keep signing up even while I preach. I don't mind today. You can do it. Just leave that side up there till, I start, till we have to get on it. Oh, there's another one just come through right now. Fantastic. All right. All right. Let's get to the Word of God. Hey, look, you've got some privileges when you've been running this place for 27 years. You know, I can rave on for as long as I like. Well, within reason, I guess. Okay. Fathers, we come to your precious Word this morning. Oh, God. Holy Spirit. Without you, it's empty words. It's nothing. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. But Spirit, if you come upon what I say, people's future is going to be radically changed. And people are going to step into blessing like they've never stepped into it before. Bless your word, we pray. Anoint your servant. Anoint our ears and our spirits to hear in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. So imagine you inherit a grand mansion. It's filled with beautifully decorated rooms. You walk in the front door. You're so impressed with this mansion that you plonk all your baggage down at the entrance in the foyer. You set up your bed, sleep there, and for the rest of your life, you never go beyond the foyer because it's so fantastic. Never use the dining room, never go into the lounge, you skip all the bedrooms, you live and die just inside the front door of your fantastic mansion. How many of you reckon that's fairly dumb? Five of us. Do you know that's what many Christians do? With their salvation? 
They get in the front door. They enjoy some of the blessings of God, but they never explore or enjoy the wonders of all the great blessings that God has in store for them. They won't come up to you and say, I has not seen nor ear heard what God has prepared for me and my relationship with you. They're not going to come up and say to you, goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life. They're not going to come and say to you, oh, he came to give life and he's given it to me abundantly. Why is that, friends? Why is that? I can say that about all of those verses. And every Christian should be able to say that because if we can't, it means we're stuck in the foyer and we've not gone beyond into exploring the blessings in God's vast mansion that he has for you and he has for me. People stay in the foyer, they struggle to find peace, joy, fulfillment, to see the promises of God work for them. They're saved, they're in the front door, but they live in the entrance. So here's the question for today, which I'm sure you want to answer. How do you move from the foyer, from the entrance of Christianity into the vast reservoir of God's mansion of rooms and blessings that He has got for everyone. How many of you know God has got incredible and unbelievable blessings in store for every one of us? Do we know that? Don't go too quiet on me. I'm fasting, so I need a lot of support this morning, all right, to get us through this message. Okay. So Philippians 2 verse 12 says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work it out. You've got to work this out, friends. It's not going to just jump out of the sky and say, Woo, you're saved. Here, it's all yours now. No, no, it doesn't work that way. So I want to give you a couple of clues, and this is not going to surprise you, but I hope I can share it in such a way that it will impact you and you will do something about it. You see, the first way to go beyond the foyer and into some of the vast rooms of God's mansion of blessings for you is through prayer. Prayer, okay? Because with prayer, you make a connection with God It brings you into a deeper relationship with him and it tunes your spirit to hear his voice increasingly, to know his presence, to experience his power. So prayer unlocks some of the rooms in God's mansion of blessings for you. The Bible says that over and over and over again, Jeremiah 33 verse three, call unto me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things. The more you pray, the more God will answer you and do things in your life that will surprise you and that will amaze you. It's time for you to step in to the much more of God into some of the rooms that he has in his mansion of favor and blessing for you. You know, with acceleration of expansion, two new campuses and just recently a third on the way, New Zealand and beyond registers, registrations. You know, you ask the question, what will God do next? Why is he doing this for us, friends? I'm telling you, it's because we pray. It's because we seek the face of God. We call upon his name as individuals, as in a church, and that releases God to work. So prayer will lift you to a realm where you experience the great and mighty things God wants to do for you. That way you have a testimony. It's not like you're not going to say, hey, look, God did for this for me three years ago, two years ago. But you're going to say, hey, yesterday God did this for me. Last week God did this for me. Two weeks ago God did this for me. Because you're going to have an up-to-date testimony. 
And up-to-date testimony is going to always be there. I notice it's very quiet this morning. You don't like this key, do you? Never mind. Someone's going to get excited soon, all right? And give me a cheer or a clap somewhere along. But I'm going to keep going anyway. Is that all right if I just keep going? I really believe this stuff. So 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, then will I hear from heaven and heal their marriage. That's your land, isn't it? Heal your kids. Heal your finances. Heal your job. Heal your health. What do you need healed? What do you need healed? What do you need healed? If, the biggest if in Scripture, if my people, humble there, talks about fasting. If you do these things, you get out of the foyer and entrance and you get into some of these rooms. See, one of those rooms got healing in it. Another one's got financial blessing in it. Another one's got freedom from addictions in it. Another one's got a fantastic marriage in it. Another one's got uh, your kids getting on track with God in it. But the doors are locked, friends. They're locked, bolted shut. The only way you're going to get in, or one of the key ways you're going to get in, is through prayer. So I say to you, go home. Not yet. When I'm finished, lock the door. Get on your face before God and seek Him like never before. Come tonight and push into God. You know, some come, some don't. Those who come get more of the blessing of God. They go into the rooms of God's mansion. of blessing. Friends, it's as simple. It's not rocket science. Scripture after Scripture after Scripture says if you pray, hey, not just one miserable little prayer, God bless me. No, no, if you really pray, if you push into God in prayer, it's the, it's the story of my life. It's the story of Church Unlimited. That's why God does some of the things. See, there's, there's nothing that God can't heal in your life. There you go. End of story. Shall we go home now? There's nothing God can't heal. Who, how many of you believe God's big enough to heal your issue? If He's not, then we've got a real problem on our hands, haven't we? It means He's not a very powerful God. He's not a, but friends, He is. He is. There's nothing he can't. So you, you have to believe that with all your heart. So if we begin to really pray, draw closer to God, he'll, think, he'll heal things we've been living with for years. And you get past the front door. So tonight, we're going to take this key of prayer and we're going to open some of those rooms in your life. Mansion of God's blessings that have been shut and kept shut. You might say, well, I've come to 20 of these before and it hasn't changed. Yeah, but I'm suggesting the 21st one is going to open that door. Or the 22nd one or the 23rd one. You just got to keep praying. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep knocking. You got to keep going. You don't back away. You don't quit. You don't give up. God's word is true. He'll heal your land. Let's go to 1 Chronicles 4 verse 10. We're not getting very far this morning. Are we doing all right? The choir likes it. (laughs) <laughs> people come in, they hate these messages. They say, man, I don't just come to church to hear about prayer. Gosh, give me a break. And give me something decent. This is the best meal you're ever going to get. Verse 10, 
Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, enlarge my territory. Your hand would be with me, keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him his request. In verse 9, it says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. There you go. Why is he more honorable? Because he prayed. He said, God, bless me indeed. So when he said, bless me, he said, bless me a lot. Bless me massively. Bless me hugely. God heard him and God answered his prayer. It was a powerful prayer that opened up some of the room. So what if you found out God had in mind for you 20 specific blessings today, but you only got one? How many of you would be ticked off at that? Wouldn't you? Well, there's a fable told of a Mr. Jones. He dies, he goes to heaven, meets Peter. Peter's showing him around. He sees the angels. He sees you know, the green grass and the river. It's just fantastic, beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. And he notices a big, huge warehouse on the side. So he says to the angel, he says, oh, can we have a look in there? And the angel said, no, no, you don't want to go in there. And Mr. Jones, but surprised. Why would there be something I can't see in heaven? And so Peter tries to direct him elsewhere, but no, Mr. Jones insists that he goes into this warehouse. As he gets in this warehouse, he knows all these aisles, these huge aisles, heaps of them. And there's all these little boxes with red ribbons around them that are stacked up, and they've got people's names on them. And so Peter's trying to guide him away, and he says, oh, can I have a look in this aisle? And Peter says, no, you don't want to go there. But Mr. Jones insists, and he finally rushes down, he finds the J aisle and finds his box uh, Mr. with Mr. Jones on it. And, you know, uh, by this time, uh, Peter's looking pretty discouraged and pretty downhearted about this event that's about to take place. And so Mr. Jones finally gets his box out, and he pulls it out, and then he lets out this deep sigh, like, oh, wow that Peter's heard so many times before. Because inside that box were all the blessings God wanted to give Mr. Jones. But he had never asked long enough to get them. Mm. I wonder how many blessings are there that God's got for you that you're never going to get. Unless you heed this message and say, okay, God, I finally got it. Been hearing preaching messages on prayer for over 20 years, but God, I'm finally getting it. It finally makes sense why my life is not full of the blessings it should be. It's no surprise that Jesus promised, asked, and it will be given to you. You have not because you ask not. See, God has many blessings for us, but he insists. Everyone say insists. Yeah, he just insists. And it's almost like God's up there. I think he's, he's desperate to bless some of us, desperate. But it's almost like the law of the universe. He's saying, I can't. Just can't do it. You just got to ask and keep asking. It's almost like he's saying, please, would you just keep asking? Would you please push into me so I can? God's heart probably breaks more over you not being blessed than he does, than we do. Because his heart is so full of love. So, friends, you have to ask. You have to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. You have to pray at every opportunity. You have to pray in church. You have to pray in the 24-7 room. You have to pray in your car. You have to pray in your home. 
You've got to pray when you're walking the streets. You've got to pray when you come to a 24-7 prayer meeting. You've got to pray in your office. You've got to pray, pray, pray as you playing golf. Or, that's why I pray because I need a lot of help playing golf, so I usually pray when I'm playing golf. But friends, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if you can get into this, I've got to pray, I've got to pray, I've got to pray, I've got to pray. Pray, 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 and keep on praying. Just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And God, you're going to start finding after time, you're going to find blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. I find God blesses me every single day. Not just once, not just twice, over and over again. I have to spend each morning spending half an hour or 10 minutes or something just thanking God for all the blessings of the previous day. Isn't that amazing? And I'm not special. Well, I'm not special. I am Indian, so that gives me a bit of an advantage, but. Is anyone getting it? Really? I pray to God you get it. I really do. All of us. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Without ceasing. Don't get stuck in the foyer. In God's mansion, when there's all these rooms of incredible blessing available for every single one of us. So tonight, it's why we have these hour of power service. You might say, why do you have to have so many of those? <laughs> why do you keep asking us to come? You know why? I want you blessed. I want you blessed. And I know that's the way I can train you to get those blessings is by providing opportunity, not even asking you to come out midweek necessarily. Just come on the Sunday. Then if you want to really take, open more of those doors in that mansion, after you've been praying, add to it fasting. Thank you for that incredible response and excitement. (laughs) Thank you for that cheer and that clapping and the shouting. I, I, I could feel it. I know a lot of you wanted to do it, but you just felt a bit embarrassed to do it, didn't you? Yeah, keep signing up too, by the way. They're, coming, they're still coming through. This is great. Awesome. I hope you're listening to the message as well, but look, probably more important that you sign up, to be honest. So there you go. Fasting. Arthur Wallace said, fasting is calculated to bring a note of urgency and importunity into our praying and to give force to our pleading in the court of heaven. Gives force to your pleading. How many of you need a bit more force behind your prayers? Yeah. You're thinking, gosh, it's not really quite happening, is it? I've been praying, I've been doing what you're saying, Pastor, but it's not really, I'm not. Derek Prince, that great preacher, I said it last a couple of weeks ago, he said, uh, some things in your life will never come to pass without fasting without fasting. Wow, that's a pretty big statement, isn't it? It brings an urgency in your prayers. And uh, we've seen it before, haven't you? Matthew 6, what are the Bible teaches? Where it says, when you give, verse 6, when you pray, verse 16, when you fast. Jesus didn't say, if you fast. He expects every Christian to fast unless there's medical reasons not to do it. He expects us all to do it. And so... (laughs) You know, fasting isn't easy. It does make you hungry. I remember fasting a while ago, sitting in my office and looked outside my office and saw one of our church attenders trying to find him here, eating this barbecue sausage. And I was on about the fourth day of my fast and I could feel my anger just going. 
mad. Don't find that. Per- I know you're here somewhere. If I can find you, I'm going to get you to stand up and repent. The key is a prayers are, uh, fasting and prayer is a key to breakthrough. Some answers won't come without fasting. Matthew 9, 29, this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. This kind, you want to look it up sometime, Matthew, I don't know if it's up there yet. This kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. So maybe the thing that you're really wanting to see change needs some prayer and it needs some fasting to get the answer through. You know, another thing that it does, another one of those rooms <laughs> in your mansion is, in it is personal revival. Hello? And the fire of God. Personal revival and the fire of God is in one of those rooms. You want to run with fire? Want to join us on this incredible journey? You see, fasting dethrones the flesh. Yeah, it subdues the flesh and it heightens your spirit. And it, it, it just can set you ablaze for God. It can, some of you sitting there thinking, man, I wish I had the fire of God. I wish I was passionate about God. I wish I, wish I, I needed, wanted to be in church every Sunday. I wish I could pray more. wish I could read the Bible more. Friends, in one of those rooms, there is inner revival and the fire of God, as you pray and fast, I believe that God can set you ablaze for him like never before. It's time for more fire in Church Unlimited. I'm just about done. Prayer and fasting is also a great key to seeing people saved, family, friends, work colleagues, fellow students, You've got people you need to see saved. Join us with prayer and fasting. Preacher tells about his mother. And I think there was, um, how many kids were there in the family? There's a number of brothers and sisters in the family. And this preacher was one of the brothers. And his mum, they weren't saved. And his mum would say to them, he said, you're all going to be saved. You're all going to be saved. And she used to look and think, what the, what's this? She said, yeah, you're all going to be saved. I'm praying and fasting for all of you. And when one of them started to wander further off the road, she would say, I have to go on a fast. He called it praying the price for him. Actually, there were 11 kids that found it. Every one of them was saved. You have friends and family members that are not saved. You have kids not saved. One of those rooms in that mansion has got the salvation of your family. This is serious stuff, isn't it? This is not a throwaway message. This is serious stuff, but it's Bible. It's backed by Bible. Got to unlock some of these doors. They're not just for our blessing, for the blessing of others as well and reaching them. You know, both my mum and dad, Hindus, dad for 59 years. My mum a Hindu for 78 years. Yeah. We got them both. 
We got them both because in one of the rooms of my mansion was the salvation of mum and dad. And I got out the prayer, the key of prayer and fasting. I unlocked that door and I rescued them from the jaws of hell and death and eternal suffering and torment. And it took a lot of fasting. It took days and days and days of fasting and crying out to God. But I'd have to assume if I'd not done that, Prayer and fasting can change a nation. My final thought for you today. This is a calling on Church Unlimited and on New Zealand and beyond. Why this conference is the main event. Matthew 6 and verse 18. Let me give you this verse. Matthew 6 and verse 18. It says this. <coughs> Towards the end, it says about fasting. It says at 16, when you fast, then verse 18, it says, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Will reward you openly. Why don't you say that with me? Will reward you openly. When you fast, God's gonna reward you openly. In other words, people are gonna see it. They're gonna say, wow, man, blessing of God's on your life. What's going on? What's happened? What's taking place? Reward you openly. Reward you openly. That's the promise of scriptures. I got a text this morning. Morning, Pastor Tark. Life Church Manurira have been fasting and praying for New Zealand and beyond. This is another church. Standing with you and the Church Unlimited family. Believe in your vision of mobilizing New Zealand and beyond. Your vision will come to pass. It's the beauty of being on social media, by the way. When other churches start to pray and fast with you, God is on the move. God is doing something powerful. God's doing something special. Bill Bright, one of the most significant ministries of our time. Maybe he saw more people saved through Campus Crusade for Christ than any other ministry. He's one of the absolute pioneers of people being saved, of young people being saved, of all ages being saved. And he felt God speak to him one day and he said this about fasting. He said, my people have forgotten one of the most important disciplines of the Christian life and a major key to revival. People have forgotten. And Church Unlimited has been raised up to restore this truth of prayer and also of fasting. In Jonah chapter three, it's an interesting story. Read to you if I can find it. Jonah chapter three. It says there in verse four, and Jonah began to enter the city Then he cried out and said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Yet 40 days and New Zealand may be overthrown by the powers of darkness, the forces of demons. 
Yet 40 days. Verse 5, here's the response of this heathen nation. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. Friends, this is Bible. Nation in trouble. The people begin to fast and to pray. And we read in verse 10, And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, relented from the, and he, God relented from the disaster that he said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Our nation is in very serious trouble. Just read the papers. Watch the news. The decline is evident on a weekly basis. Friends, I believe the only thing that's going to turn this nation back to God is when the church of Jesus Christ rises up. We begin to pray. We begin to fast. We begin to seek the face of God like we've been doing today. And the whole vision of New Zealand and beyond is to bring revival and transformation to this nation. That's the vision of Church Unlimited. That's the vision of New Zealand under Brigand, to bring change and transformation to our nation. If you are concerned for the tragic state our nation is in, if you're concerned about the sin and the violence and the wickedness, please join us in this great challenge and this great call of the Spirit to rise up in this hour and do everything we can to turn this nation back to Jesus Christ. That the land of the long white crowd will once again be the land of the Holy Spirit. This burns within my heart. This is a vision of New Zealand and beyond. If you can help us fulfill it, please do come to the conference. Sign up today. Be a part of turning this nation back to God. There are so many rooms in God's mansion of blessings for you to enjoy. Don't, 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 don't spend the rest of your life living and sleeping in the entrance. Add the discipline of prayer and fasting and watch God open doors of blessing that you never thought were possible. And you will declare, surely goodness and mercy is following me all the days of my life. I has not seen nor ear heard what God has prepared for them that love Him. God bless you. Love you all. Hopefully see you tonight. Sign up and let's turn this nation back to Jesus. We will get the job done.